Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Change and Divorce Letter with special issue number 29, Extremism is Never a Good Solution. For more than two years now, we have been living in an unprecedented state of emergency that has had a serious impact on most people, physically, psychologically, as well as economically. Humanity has taken great losses, families have been divided, and in some cases, even broken up. And the collateral damage is far from foreseeable. And I do realize that this has been said many, many times over, but quite frankly, I believe it cannot be said often enough. And since then, I have experienced an unhealthy form, and I guess that is the only form of extremism on both sides. And this frightens me immensely because it shows how tragically advanced this division of our society has become. The unvaccinated were quickly exchanged by the Russians and in autumn at the latest, the unjab will surely be enemy number one again. And then of course, there's, there's climate change. Well, no surprises here. And we will just have to wait and see what comes next. So this did get me thinking quite a bit when a friend proudly announced a while ago that he had hired new people and had made the decision to only hire unvaccinated employees from now on. For me, this has a, a similar significance to the people who proudly continue to wear their masks to show how superior they are to others because they continue to protect themselves and, of course, more than that, everybody else around them. I absolutely see where he's coming from. And I know, I know for a fact that his intentions are good, as it may be much more difficult for many to find a new job as a non-jabbed individual with integrity at the moment. And I can even understand a preference, but at the end of the day, I believe it may be a, a little short-sighted to hire people based on their vaccination status rather than their qualifications. It is similar to refusing to hire homosexuals, women, men, Christians, Jews, Buddhists, blacks, whites, cowboys, Indians. Oh, yes, I used the bad word that apparently is to be banned. Or whatever. I think you know where I'm going with this. And B, I know that many have allowed themselves to be jabbed because they had no or saw no choice as their livelihood and that of their families depend on it. But does this make them bad people or less qualified or even unworthy of getting a job? I also know how easy it is to say you always have a choice. And I am someone who absolutely believes in choices very, very much. But sometimes when reality kicks in for some, and perhaps they are weaker minded, it was and is a real and very difficult struggle. So I do try to see and understand both sides of this coin. What absolutely terrified me though was a conversation I had with an acquaintance a couple of weeks ago that I simply cannot quite get out of my head completely. And his call came out of the blue and at first I was pleasantly surprised because we hadn't heard from one another in ages. 
the direction the conversation took pretty quickly gave me the creeps, though. Because apparently he was looking for a woman that is unvaccinated and his, and I can only call it radical attitude, his aggressiveness with which he spoke about the people that were so idiotic, stupid, cowardly, disgusting and inferior, to name just a few, to get the jab. It was appalling. It was the the, the demeaning way he spoke about other human beings, people he does not know, whose motivations he doesn't know, that really made me cringe. And once he really got started, I barely got a word in. And he had this, this aura of horrible energy and the energy of an, of an angry and very, very broken person. I just don't know how else to describe it. He appeared completely crazed, and when he started talking about the the stink that the vaccinated emanate, I, I was done. And I don't often block people, but I immediately blocked him when I hung up after this horrible monologue. It's not mere extremism that makes folks in the fringes so troubling. It's extremism wedded to false beliefs. Humans have long been dupes, easily gulled by rumours and flat-out lies. Jeffrey Kluger. So people are being judged by their status of vaccination, and that makes us just as bad as the governments and the, the misguided people that supported this new form of segregation by excluding the non-vaccinated. I know the Bible states an eye for an eye, but I did have that bit of hope that we had evolved enough to get over that. Don't get me wrong, of course everyone should choose the employees who suit them. Because one thing is clear, apart from qualifications, it's usually the chemistry that decides in the end anyway. But if we do choose to approach matters with a bias to begin with, I think everyone loses and that we are doomed to repeat history. I don't know, I'm not sure where this extremism is coming from, but it is something that has never quite worked for me in most aspects at all. Although I can admittedly be quite opinionated at times. But I think this, this tightrope walk between optimism and realism is becoming increasingly difficult and we are being conditioned into becoming a society of, if you are not for me, you are automatically against me. And I find this not only sad, but, but downright terrifying. It's never a good sign when extremism becomes the norm. Ari Melba. Another great example is how the media is now trying to play the blame game with those who are just not interested in eating insects or artificial meat substitutes. It is suggested that people who still have the audacity to actually eat real meat are automatically labelled as bad people. I'm not going to start a fundamental debate about the factory farming, etc., which I find absolutely horrible, but once again it appears to be black or white. But let's face it, face it life is so colourful, or at least it should be, with all the, the nuances that make it beautiful. But we are all supposed to be pressed into the same mould no matter how much of our personality and individuality falls by the wayside. And in this technocratic world in which everything is to be so 
frantically standardized. Things like creativity, art, poetry, and other things that make it beautiful and worthwhile seem to be becoming obsolete. And the world is getting so much colder. Global warming, my ass. It's a bit like Dementors sucking all the joy and happiness from this world. And if you just think back a bit, a president was impeached from office because of a blowjob. Essentially, well, no matter how you may feel about it, harming no one but his own reputation, his family and his intern. And today, politicians are allowed to determine over our bodies, of the bodies of their citizens and what is introduced into them. They force hideous measures on their people and they get away with it. But hopefully not for long, though, because what our politicians are doing is high treason against the people, against their mandate to govern and against humanity. And our physicians are playing along. The Hippocratic Oath, well known and believed by many to still be taken by physicians today, has become absolute. And in case someone is not familiar with the wording, here is the Hippocratic Oath. I swear by Apollo, the physician, and Aesculapius, and health, and all heal, and all the gods and goddesses, that, according to my ability and judgment, I will keep this oath and this stipulation to reckon him who taught me in this art equally dear to me as my parents, to share my substance with him and relieve his necessities if required. I look upon his offspring in the same footing as my own brothers and to teach them this art, if they shall wish to learn it without fee or stipulation, and that by precept, lecture, and every other mode of instruction, I will impart a knowledge of the art to my own sons and those of my teachers, and to disciples bound by stipulation and oath according to the law of medicine, but to none others. I will follow that system of regimen, which according to my ability and judgment, I consider for the benefit of my patients, and abstain from whatever is deleterious and mischievous. I will give no deadly medicine to anyone if asked, nor suggest any such counsel. And in like manner, I will not give to a woman a passery to produce abortion. With purity and with holiness, I will pass my life and practice my art. I will not cut persons laboring under the stone, but will leave this to be done by men who are practitioners of this work. Into whatever houses I enter, I will go into them for the benefit of the sick and will abstain from every voluntary act of mischief and corruption and further from the seduction of females or males or freemen and slaves. Whatever in connection with my professional service or not in connection with it, I see or hear in the life of men which ought not to be spoken of abroad. I will not divulge as reckoning that as such should be kept secret. While I continue to keep this oath unviolated, may it be granted to me to enjoy life and the practice of the art, respected by all men in all times. But should I trespass and violate this oath, may the reverse be my lot. This is 
from the Harvard Classic Volume 38 from 1910. This oath has been replaced by the physician's pledge adopted by the Second General Assembly of the World Medical Association in Geneva, Switzerland in September of 1948. And the physician's pledge is as follows. As a member of the medical profession, I solemnly pledge to dedicate my life to the service of humanity. The health and well-being of my patient will be my first consideration. I will respect the autonomy and dignity of my patient. I will maintain the utmost respect for human life. I will not permit considerations of age, disease or disability, creed, ethnic origin, gender, nationality, political affiliation, race, sexual orientation, social standing, or any other factor to intervene between my duty and my patient. I will respect the secrets that are confided in me even after the patient has died. I will practice my profession with conscience and dignity and in accordance with good medical practice. I will foster the honor and noble traditions of the medical profession I will give my teachers, colleagues and students the respect and gratitude that is their due. I will share my medical knowledge for the benefit of the patient and the advancement of healthcare. I will attend to my own health, well-being and abilities in order to provide care of the highest standard. I will not use my medical knowledge to violate human rights and civil liberties even under threat. I make these promises solemnly, freely, and upon my honor. This is the version from 2017 of the World Medical Association. And perhaps physicians around the world should read this on a daily basis to remind themselves of their duty, their honor, and their motivations. If they find themselves compromised, perhaps they should seriously reconsider their choice of profession. My song of the day, well, I fell in love with this song and its lyrics, and I really hope you enjoy it as well. It's Run Deep from Diva Mahal. And of course, you can find this song with all the other songs from the Change and Evolve letter on the Spotify playlist. Just click the link and follow it and you'll always have good music around. My poem of the day is a short one by T.O.W. and it's called Integrity. You can strip me to the bone. You can even rob me blind and take away all I own. In the end, I won't even mind. But I will resist with all my might. And the one thing you will never get from me, even if you bring on all your spite, and that is my integrity. And as my impression, well, especially for my, for my um, special editions, I try to share something beautiful that brings, that brings joy. And somehow Lex Starnberg never seems to disappoint, at least not me. So I hope you like the photo. 
And as always, what's left is to wish you a fabulous day wherever you are. And I would love to hear your thoughts. I know it was a lot today. Maybe things got a bit mixed up. But I hope you forgive me. And um, don't be a stranger. Yours, Tanya. <laughs>